Welcome to the Builders Podcast, episode 116, Switching Project Management Tools, Navigating the Transition in Your Agency. Before we jump into this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, hit that notification bell if you're on YouTube, and after a listen, please give us a thumbs up, like, and share, if we've earned it. With your help, we can reach more people and deliver these valuable From the Trenches lessons to those that need it. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another solo episode. We do have some guests coming up here, one for sure being recorded next week. Got another intro call, and I'm going to be lining some more up again. Um, If you're new here, I do that. I'll go through a string of solos and then I start having guests again. I'll have a string of guests, maybe half a dozen guests, and then go back to a few more solos, kind of back and forth. And um, sometimes it works out good, too, because I get busy with my agency or, uh, you know, things are happening and uh, I don't have to worry about that so much because then I can, like, weeks when I do the do the solos like this, I might do a little upfront, you know, trying to decide on what to talk about, like today. Uh, Today we're going to talk about... um, uh, growing teams and uh, making big decisions <laughs> and big changes and how that actually those big changes have to go a little slower when you get a bigger team. That's what I'm going to be talking about today. So I'll spend a little time up front kind of sketching that out. Uh, but besides that, it's it's relatively straightforward to do a solo. Um, so let's, yeah, let's dig into that. So uh, one of the things, so I, this is my fifth year uh, as an agency uh, running this agency. Um, and in the first couple of years, I was pretty much solo, uh, minus, uh, you know, getting, bringing contractors in on a case by case, uh, basis for, uh, projects. And, um, but for the most part, I was solo and I was able to be pretty lean in the, uh, tools department. Um, that's one of the fun things about a growing team is every time you add a user, there's going to be, you have to factor in the, that, uh, across all your tools, there's a little bit more cost because uh, so many of them are user-based uh, and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, in the first couple of years, it was just, you know, I could keep things pretty simple and I could try things. Like if I, if for a while, I think in the beginning, I might've been using Asana for a while for myself. In fact, I know I was. Um, and I was, I, I liked Asana from a previous uh, gig, a company I worked for. And in this company, I actually convinced them for a little while to use Asana, and they ended up as a company not liking it. But I still liked it for the way I used it solo. And um, but as time goes on, uh, you know, you are introduced to challenges along the way, where um, maybe you need to make a decision to do something else. And there was a point in time as the, in the beginning of my team, the first couple employees, um, that I decided to embrace Trello. What's weird about that is for many years, I didn't embrace Trello. I thought Trello was kind of a little too basic, um, but it had some, I don't know if it had added features over time, but it, it started to look better to me. Um, and it also made sense because as I was building my team and planning things out, I like things to kind of work together, right? I don't want to be spread out all over the place in these different third-party situations. So if I can consolidate things into a single system and then leverage that, because oftentimes if you're within the same system, 
um, you can leverage some of the features that cross over there, right? Like search, like you can search across um, like Confluence and Trello and other Atlassian project, pro products. And so I, I embraced Atlassian. In fact, for years now, I've been saying we're an Atlassian shop. We have Trello, we have Confluence. That's, Confluence is where you put all your documentation, SOPs or whatever. There's different spaces you can create. And I have a bunch of spaces for different things that we do from development to design to project management to marketing. So uh, it's worked, that, that's worked pretty well. It, uh, there's a pretty large learning curve with Confluence, uh, especially when you get down to uh, giving people permissions and all that stuff, but it's, it's a robust tool. Uh, but yeah, you got to know what you're doing in there. And then we got Bitbucket. We use that for, if you're not familiar with coding and stuff like that, you probably don't know what Git is or create repos and version control and all that fun stuff. But uh, we use that to manage our code. Um, so I have those three things and it's it's it made sense. It made sense. So, but I, I started as as the team grows and you like you can be using a tool like we're using Trello and it's like okay this is working pretty good for quite a long time probably a year and a half two years into uh, the you know the team and the growth of the team and stuff it's working pretty well and part of it is because we were able to only have a few boards in there. So a board is every if you don't know anything about project management systems you know a board is basically like a section you know you can break your projects into sections or clients into sections and a board is just a board it's like a single board for everything related to that particular thing and uh, and i was able to you know manage it in a way where we had limited boards but we had a lot of stuff going on but they were all pretty contained and when things are smaller you know you can just visually keep track of things it's not that difficult, but as things scale, <laughs> you start to realize, oh, I, I'm starting to lose track of who's doing what. And I started to lose track of who's doing what. And it was just very subtle where, or I would have to poke around in, in, within Trello to try to find things. Um, they don't have... It's, it's relatively intuitive, but it's not at the same time, like their home area where, where you can see your tasks and what's going on on the boards is like sometimes buried. You got to go here and then there. And it's not like it's not intuitive and just click and go to a dashboard. <laughs> I don't like that. And their dashboard is basic. <laughs> it's it's not super useful, at least, at least for how we're using it as an agency um, working with, you know, lots of you know dozens of clients and partners and and uh, a growing team right now our team has grown to uh, basically 10 people seven full-time a couple part-timers or people that bring in for different reasons and then that even can scale up if we're doing some some fringe thing or we need to scale up for a certain project so it's, it's very flexible but that that's about the size right and so as time goes on you know I kind of there was a decision I made in the last six months or so where I needed to start breaking out our projects into their own separate boards. Because for a while, 
Like I had a certain team that was just handling a bunch of stuff and I could just drop things into that Trello board. There was a bunch of stuff in there. But for the most part, because how we named things and stuff, it was easy to keep track of what client it was or who, you know, kind of figured that out, right? And a lot of it comes down to naming and just be able to visually see, okay, that's a, that client, that's that client, that's that project, these are related, whatever. And it worked fine. And then when I decided I had to start splitting out because we're doing a lot more and we're doing some larger projects and we're doing, and when you get a larger project in and of itself, that doubles, triples what you had going on before. And it started to get becoming madness. So I'm like, okay, let's go to this model. Let's, let's start breaking everything out more. And, uh, and then I'm like, now I'm, once you start getting to the dozens of boards in Trello, you start really frantically looking for ways to, um, as the team that the executive team slash project management team, and I have a project manager or two, um, I I needed to see what was going on. So I was looking for solutions in there, find easier ways to do stuff. I was looking at different solutions out there where you can export data, but that was never really good. Um, there was ways you could sync everything into one board that was just kind of that, that just didn't seem like a good solution um they have a number of different options in terms you can create these tables that um can look across boards but um but that turned out to be surprisingly limited because they have a limit on the number of boards you could have in a single view so you can create these views, but you can only get, I think it was like 20 boards. Well, what about the other boards? <laughs> if I want to see a, what one of my team members is working on across all these boards, and I don't know what board they're on, right? I have to have multiple, I have to create multiple views to see that. I have to actually go here and then go here. Cause I had to, I had to figure out for a while. I was trying to theme it, <laughs> these type of boards and this view and these I haven't even used views in like months now because it was just frustrating. Um, not only that, like you, you, you had to maintain it. Like you had to like, if something changed within the boards or your board structure, or you added a board, every time you add a board, you got to go in there and you got to add, make sure that's added to your view. That's like a whole nother thing I have to manage. <laughs> you know, somebody that runs a lot of stuff, if you're, you know, maybe you can relate to this, but if you run a lot of stuff, you have a team that's doing a lot of stuff and you're project managing, you're very involved with that. And you're just, and on top of that, you're managing the client relationships and new projects coming in and, and uh, proposals and this and that. And the other thing, you're doing all this stuff. You don't need another couple things to do, <laughs> especially when they're like that. Now I could add somebody to this, like I could just add one of my VAs or something to go in there and do that for me, possibly. But even then, that's really, uh, then I would need access to all this stuff. And so I abandoned that, right? And then I, I, that home thing I mentioned that was kind of buried, I figured out, okay, I can, I can use that. So I was relying on my memory. <laughs> Because you can still go directly to the board. So if I knew things were happening, and there's even a bubble if there's some action or something going on in a board. So that's a little visual thing you can see. So you can go in there, but don't open anything because then and not take care of it right that second because that bubble or that red flag that goes. Because something, if something happens in a card, 
Uh, there's a red, there's like a red, um, I don't know what you call it, tag or something. Um, that says something happened in that card, right? And so I know I can go look in that card, but as soon as you look in that card, it's gone. So now there could be dozens of cards on this board. And I just closed the card that had the red bubble. Anyway, so, so, so this is a problem, right? And, uh, and so I, but I figured I'd go to the home. I, you know, I started kind of figuring out, you know, quickly go to that. So I would basically, you know, through memory, I knew these projects were hot. These are the ones we're working on right now out of the dozens of boards and the things that are priorities. I'd try to go there. I try to remember that stuff. And then I would go to the home and, and pick up anything that was based on, it has a little algorithm it uses or AI to, to tell you what's important. So if it's overdue or this and that, um, just kind of, which kind of works, but at the same time, you know, you shouldn't just be looking at things when they're when they're overdue. You know, um, so but you know, so I don't know what I'm missing there, but it, it worked. It was working okay for a little while, and it still is to this day. I, I'm keeping on top of things for the most part. I also have reporting, like all my developers uh, report what they did every day, right? So that is actually. One of the biggest things that helps me make sure that uh, or see what everyone's doing and follow up on things. So I'll look at their list. They link out to the Trello card. So I'll be like, okay, they did these five things today. Oh, they, it looks like, let me check in on this one. It looks like they need help with that one. And I can do that, right? That's huge. That's a, that's a big help. But that doesn't mean I've seen everything. How do I know I've actually seen everything? <laughs> so it's this, it's this kind of mishmash of trying to remember stuff, trying to go to a homepage, Trying to, if I could try to use views to actually see everything that's going on across dozens of boards. So that is the limitation that um, is is not allowing me to be as effective as I could be with my teams. And I've kind of just lived with it, you know, uh, because I made that decision that we're in a Lassian shop. And um, one of the things you got to learn in business, you know, you you can't you got to get out of your own way. Sometimes you can make a decision about something. You can commit to it and not quit. <laughs> but there's a point where you have to get out. You, you got to just tell yourself, you know, it's OK to change. It's OK to be wrong about something. And in this case, what I'm what I'm wrong about, and this is very true, and this would probably be very true for almost uh any agency, any type of agency, or any business, what works today in your current context, in your current situation, may not work six months down the road. You add a couple more team members, get a couple more clients, a couple more partners, whatever you're doing, and suddenly uh, <laughs> you start losing track. You start losing track. And and I'm I'm the type of person though that if that starts to happen. If I recognize that, if I see start seeing some signals, I'm missing things, I'm not keeping up, I'm behind, I'm this and that, then I know I need to take action. And it's the same way if I really do feel like I'm starting to fall behind on stuff, what can I automate? Or do I need to add another team member to help us with this? Uh, do I need to assign somebody to this or move people around? What do I need to do? So. I don't just sit with problems. I don't just let the problem be. I'm solving that problem. Maybe, maybe not today. Maybe I have to delay a little bit, but eventually you got to solve that problem, right? Well, 
dry throat today. This is a great. It keeps it cold like all day. Hydroflax. This is not a commercial. Uh, anyway. So what do I do next? And I want to kind of take you through this as, as we tell stories here. And this is my story. You know, what my issue is now with my project management software. And the biggest thing from that, the biggest issue is the fact that I don't have a high level view of everything going on. I don't have a view where I can say, what's this particular member of my team doing right now? How much work do they have across all the boards? And, you know, can I give them any more work or do they have a question I need or is there something there that I need to worry about? I don't have that ability to do that easily. So I just started thinking, you know, um, well, what other options do I have? And one of the unique things with me is I do work in other project management systems uh, with my client partners, my partners, uh, my strategic partners. So like a um, couple, well, in clients, a couple in Basecamp, uh, I have someone in teamwork, I have somebody that uses Asana still. So I do have people using these other systems. So I'm thinking about it from that perspective. I'm looking at teamwork. I mean, teamwork's used by a actually relatively large agency. Um, and it's okay. I get confused when I go on there, but for the most part, it's pretty good. But I had actually um, brought this up. Uh, I don't know how it came up, uh, but I, so we have a Slack channel um, and uh, in this Slack channel, it's kind of like a company. It is. Okay. It's a company or it's not a channel, but account. What do you call it in Slack? Uh, I'll put it up here so if you're watching video. Um, but the it's, it's basically, I call it the Unified Hangout. <laughs> so in the Unified Hangout, we have, um, uh, we have like a, we have, you know, like I got my members in there, like my team members, my employees and co some contractors, but then I have friends. I found this on the web. And I don't know why she thought I asked for something. Um, I, and I, so I have it actually sort of, sort of public. So I have some public channels in there for anyone that's a member and it's a variety of people. Some people that, uh, were on my teams in the past, different teams, uh, when I worked at a different company, we, we, uh, stuck together. Uh, some of us do work together or pass work back and forth. Um, there's other people that just, um, help in various ways or just for whatever reason became a member, a couple, maybe a couple dozen people. And, um, 2025. Anyway, so, uh, and I had brought up at some point, and, and Danielle, who's actually been on this podcast before a couple times, uh, Danielle, what, she mentioned she was looking at uh, ClickUp. And I, uh, I just, I don't know why I thought of it, but um, I said, I, I just posted and I pinged her today. Um, and I just, so, cause she said she was going to try it. And, um, so I'm like, I wonder if she did try it. And so I asked and she said, yeah, and she loves it. Um, and it had one drawback, something I don't think she could do her invoicing or proposals in there or something that she didn't like about it. And, uh, so in, but she gave good feedback and then, uh, and then Ryan, who's also been on this podcast, He's in there too. Um, these are my developer friends. Um, Ryan 
um, must have been listening into the conversation, decided to sign up today. And he says, this looks great. And Ryan actually was on Asana. And I talked him into going to Trello because I was talking up Trello. And I'm like, well, and then I was explaining this today. And, you know, he's like, he's like, well, I just got, he's like thought Trello was better than Asana, uh, maybe simpler. I don't know what he said. And then he's like, he's like, but now this might be even better, you know, like he's going to even be, you know, well beyond uh, Asana. But uh, anyway, so, but this is the reason I say this is because I think this is something that's really, really valuable. As I'm telling my story here, I, I want you to hear what I'm actually saying and how I'm going through this process of making this decision. Um, you know, first of all, you, you identify the problem. Well, what's the problem? What's the big thing? I'm, what's the issue I have here? And, um, and understand you're not, you don't need to necessarily live with that. And you don't always have to live with your past decisions. Right? You can change. Um, but in this case, what I'm doing is I'm reaching out to some friends. And this can come in different forms. It could be maybe you got a good Twitter following that's, uh, you know, uh, actually responsive. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very much embedded in social media. I do. I'm social. We've been doing social media for years, and um, I don't know that I can ask a question and actually uh, get feedback on social media about a tool. Uh, many people can. It just depends on who you're, who's following you and stuff. Uh, but, but in my case, it's more. I go to more of a private situation. I, I there's a lot of a lot of conversations and people I know behind the scenes. So a lot of what you do, you see on social media in public is public, but you don't actually know, not just me, but anybody, you don't know who their friends are, who, who they hang out with, what, um, if they're on some private Facebook group, or I know people are, um, or we have this Slack channel, um, you just, you know, people and you shoot somebody, you, you got a question about somebody or something that, you know, somebody might have some insights on. I did that, uh, when I had an issue with uh, paying people internationally. Um, I, had, I had a certain method, I was doing it for the longest time and I started struggling. I, I had an issue with my bank and not not uh, only technical, like they, they didn't wanna, they weren't allowing me to use the service I wanted to use. Anyway, it's probably in a past episode, uh, but I asked some friends. I asked a friend on LinkedIn that I knew had a team of at least 17 or 18 people internationally. Uh, another person, another good friend on Slack, a different Slack uh, account um, that, you know, that I know he has like dozens of customer support from internationally and, um, and seeing what they use. So that's the same example here. Here, I know I got a Slack channel. Uh, an actual channel, dev channel, where I know that these guys hang out and they do keep an eye on stuff. And I just asked. And so you can see now we might have a little bit different situations, but at the same time, you can get that feedback and, and see. Now, the other thing here is that I'm also going to have to go to my team. And this is one of the biggest things I want to talk about today. <laughs> Because, you know, when I was saying earlier that um, when I was saying earlier that I, you know, first couple of years I was solo and I was very agile and I could make changes and I went from Asana to Trello overnight. You know, I didn't have anybody really to 
ask or get feedback from. Um, but, and so, so it was, it was really easy, but as you grow and as your team grows, um, you have more people to be concerned about. You got to, you know, bring them along for the decision. That doesn't mean you can't make an executive decision. And I've made a few of those today already <laughs> about some of our processes because I saw that we were struggling in a few areas and I just, I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, I just said, we're doing this. <laughs> um, and hopefully it may fail, but I made that executive decision. Um, but, you know, in this case, though, so I have 10 team members, right? Seven full-time, couple part-time, you know, and that, you know, those floaters and other people that might come in and help. I got other contractors, too, like U.S. And that could potentially come in, what, whatever. But the, but the core team that's there every single day, this affects them the most. And so if I decide right now, okay, I'm just going to switch to ClickUp. And tonight I sit down and I just export everything because there's actually that's one of the cool things about ClickUp. You can import everything in there. Um, I have to I have to be very conscious of what my decision is going to affect. Now, let's talk a little bit about ClickUp first. Uh, I should probably do that first. So ClickUp, like I said, uh, Danielle suggest, you know, I think she had mentioned it, but I, it wasn't the first time I'd heard about it. I'd actually talked to other agencies or people that were using it. So I knew it was out there. I've been kind of, you know, it's kind of in the peripheral, but I'm a Trello guy, so I don't need to worry about it until <laughs> now. Um, so anyway, but but one of the things it does is it actually solves that that view that they, there's an everything view in there. So I can literally see everything. And by the way, uh, I'm bouncing around a little bit here, but Trello, I did see that there's like, they have like a um, issues board or whatever, you know, people vote on stuff and issues. And I saw one of the explanations was performance or like, um, I think it was, uh, it was too difficult for their system to generate all that. <laughs> I don't know. ClickUp's figured it out. So, um, so I, that was one of the biggest things. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, there's some other things, too. I'm like, there's built-in documentation ability uh, capabilities there. Maybe I could move away from Confluence, have that, that one tool, have our knowledge base in there. Uh, and then there's mind maps. I love mind maps. I actually have a Miro, uh, a Miro uh, subscription, and it's not cheap. I don't even know if it's not cheap. I don't remember what I pay for it, but it's probably something I don't need to be paying for. Maybe, maybe I could just use ClickUp. And uh, so, there's, and there's a. It seems like it's very structured. And there's a lot of different ways you can approach a board from Kanban down to lists, and and you can do nesting or sub sub um, tasks and stuff. I do need to still sign up for it and still really play around in there a little bit before I, I would make the decision myself. So that I definitely have to do yet. So I want to get in there, just play around with a little bit, see how this is going to look. That's important. I want to make sure that everything we do now in Trello, that this is that going to click up is a net positive, right? We're not losing anything in that process. Monetarily, um, Subscription-wise, user per user uh, costs, 
it's going to be about the same, you know? Um, I don't even know what I pay these days, 80, hundred bucks a month or something, uh, for these tools. And it just is what it is. I can't, I can't get around it. Um, sometimes you can add people just as guests and stuff, but, uh, most of my, most of my people are multi board guests. Uh, anyway, um, so I, I gotta look at that, but now I have to, now I have a project manager. Who's this going to affect? Now, let's think about that, right? The project manager is going to affect a lot. So Donna, who's my project manager, I have to go to her and say, I'm thinking about doing this. Take a look at this solution and let me know your thoughts. But then, even if I assume that she's probably be on board with it, if it, if it helps her job, which it should, and we're not losing anything, and it's easy enough to learn and pick up and everything, um, now I have to go back to the rest of my team because I have to now present it to them and make sure they, and it's actually good because all of these people can look at it and see if there's any uh, flaws. Most will probably say whatever, you know, <laughs> most probably will. Uh, but uh, there may be, you know, who knows, somebody might pick something up or it's going to be a struggle. And then if we make the decision, then I have to give, you know, give it enough time. So you have to manage the actual change in the switch over. Now, like I said, what in the past, what I might have done is I might have just flipped the switch and just started using this other solution. I would love to do that. That's how, and part of the reason I, I like to do that, and maybe this is just my personality, because I just want to get it behind me. I just want to keep going. You know, when I make a decision to do something, um, it's, I want to make the decision today, so tomorrow I can just keep going. I can, I can benefit from that decision and just keep building. Keep working on focus on the things that are making me money, right? Um, this is actually uh, becoming a thing for us in general. Um, I used to be a lot more agile, even with our own websites and stuff. I would just go in and change stuff. And <laughs> but because now we have actually a QA person, a QA analyst, and a, you know, so there's a QA process and the project manager, and we have, and then the various different developers coming in and working maybe on the same site. That is all requiring us to really hone our processes. And that's a whole other topic, whole other decision or uh, situation. But uh, it's a kind of, but it's the same thing here. So, and what you don't want to do is number one, you, there's going to be a learning curve. And it looked to me like they have some, they have even have like a, I don't know, like a, a little school, little learning area there. But there's some good videos. Even some of the intro videos were pretty good and showing uh, things around. Maybe I have hit them uh, go in and just, you know, set up their accounts first, get them in there. Maybe just I have like a test uh, board or something for them to, uh, to play around with a little bit before I just switch them in there, right? Um, so there may be, there's going to be a training process. Maybe there's a couple, you know, I, I might do some training and just highlight some things and how we're going to use this. We want to go through all that. We want to, um, cause this is going to, it's, we're running a business. See, and this is the difference here. And there's no gap. There's no, there's no gap. We don't have, okay. Well, we have nothing planned Wednesday. We're not working on any projects. We're in a continuous state of working on projects. So there, and we never know what's coming in. We're, you know, there's always stuff going on. So especially in a week time frame, there's going to be a lot going on. So for me to make this switch, we have to plan it really well. And then like overnight, just 
turn it on, right? Once we have all figured it out. So you have to plan that transition and you have to, you know, like I said, involve everybody, get everybody on board, make sure they're trained up and then pull the switch. Um, and it, this is not just affecting the team, it's affecting your clients or customers, whatever your business you're in. But you don't want to do something like this and then, you know, you had a, you know, some situation where somebody lost three, four hours of work because they're trying to figure out this new system. So you want to make sure that's not happening or things don't get lost. You know, uh, so you turn on this new system and everything's lost. Um, I mean, I, I would imagine we're going to kind of keep the old system up even when we import it, just to make sure everything's uh, good. But um, yeah, so I mean, that's, you have to limit the risk that way and uh, and make sure that there's no one's going to get lost in that switch over. Um, you know, then you, you know, then once we're switched over, then it's going to be kind of measuring that success, you know, measuring and, and value, evaluating how everyone's using it and if it works and if it does help. And I'm hoping, you know, with what I'm looking at with ClickUp now, it's like, you know, if I'm hoping it's going to solve that big problem I have of reporting and being able to see what everyone's doing with that particular, that, that is the biggest, like, I think that if Trello had a better dashboard and I was able to see everything on a user level and uh, I think I'd be fine. I'd be staying where I am, but I haven't made a decision yet, by the way, I'm talking like I have, <laughs> I don't We'll go through this process. <laughs> we'll go through this process I'm talking about. I'm not going to just, you know, tonight I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> oh, look, they'll come into work. This is a weekend. They'll come into work on Monday morning. Like, what? Where'd Trello go? <laughs> oh, just guess what, guys? Um, no, but, you know, that's, and you got to look. And so we'll do that. We'll look at how it how it does you know, there's always a chance we go back to Trello. We could, um, but hopefully it will it'll work out well and uh, and then life is good. I'm really, really hoping, you know, like I think at the different stages of, of this business, of this agency, um, there's just so many times where it's like, I just want to, you just want to find that tool, that perfect tool. Danielle even, she was so frustrated. She was using a different tool before Click up and I don't know if there was some changes. I don't know what happened to that tool, but she was so frustrated because, you know, once you like, you want to just do business, you want to show up, you want to be effective. You want to be able to manage your team, manage projects and not worry about the tools. You know, maybe some people enjoy just jumping from tool to tool and doing all that stuff, but man, you just want to be, you just want to find that perfect tool that you can use forever. Actually, like my accounting tool is actually something I've used since day one, since January of well, early, early 2019, um, I've been using FreshBooks. That's where, that's my accounting tool. That's where I do all my proposals, estimates, invoicing, uh, keep track of uh, all our uh, account, you know, our users, um, our clients and stuff in there and uh, everything related to them, projects. Uh, that's where we track our hours and all that stuff's in there. That's actually a tool that thankfully I chose early on based on a recommendation from uh, some podcast. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I, I 
chose that and I, it's, I'm so happy I did. And it does an awesome job with retainers and just all this. I love everything about it. And I just want my project management system to be the same way. And But I also understand that as you grow, as you scale up, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Um, I just, I think, I think that's why you need a solution that's as scalable as possible and as flexible as possible. One of the things I didn't like about Asana was almost too complicated. I loved, what I loved about it was so complicated. <laughs> it was so flexible and, and you could do so much with it, but it was just, there was a lot, uh, there was some negatives to that. But um, what I liked about Trello is it just was really good at what it does, right? I still like about Trello. I haven't made a decision yet. Might. Um, but I'm hoping that, you know, once we get there, if we can find a good solution like that, um, that we're good to go for years to come <laughs> and it just scales up. I just really, I really like, like the, one of the intro videos I watched, uh, with ClickUp was, um, it, it just showed all these really nice graphs and where you could, I think you can get graphing and reporting on a, like a section by section basis, whatever uh, part of the hierarchy you are in, all the way up to the top to see everything. And for me, one of the most important uh, things, uh, having different, having a larger team with different roles, I got back-end developers, front-end developers, I have, you know, our marketing, in-house marketing team and what they're doing and our initiatives around that and, and content and, and but all of that stuff that's happening, a designer, um, I have to know what, you know, what each one of them is doing. So if I want to check in on just Janine, who's my, who's my, she's a web, 80% web designer. <laughs> she does a lot of our design work and, but she also does development. Um, she can do both. Um, but if I want to know right now what Janine's doing across all my boards, I have no idea. No clue. I have an idea where to look. I have an idea where to look. Um, I, if I really want to do it, I, I could run some uh, some views, some reports, but but it's not that easy. It's not just going to a dashboard and be like and doing a little filter and see what Janine's working on. <laughs> That's not why. <laughs> why Trello? Um, I think you need to rebuild your system or something. <sighs> anyway. So, but yeah, so I, I thought this would be interesting to share this today. I think, you know, uh, especially with an agency, it's re, you know, project management is super important. Um, but that is really my process. It's, it's number one, you got to identify the problem, right? When you see a problem, you know, some problems you can ignore, but you don't want to ignore the bigger ones, you know, and especially when you're looking at, like for me, like I want to grow my agency. Um, well, I like the size of my agency now, but. I have a hard time not growing. I like to I like to keep going. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't think I imagined having this big of a team at this point yet, but it is what it is. Um, but no, it's it's so. But I identified this problem that if I don't take care of that now, is that going to you know blow up into something even bigger? Is it going to be harder and harder to track all this stuff? Um, I can throw bodies at it. I can hire more people to help me in, within that, but uh, but I'd rather have a tool that just <laughs> helps me automate a lot of it. Um, and then it's just like resort the research and the evaluation. You know, making sure you study the tool, learn about the tool, 
and then uh, evaluate the tool. But it's not just you, it's, you know, having your team evaluated as well and look at that and see if you can get any insights from them, if there's an issue that they're going to have. And then making sure you plan that transition, making sure you uh, bring everybody in and make sure they all have looked at it and they understand what's coming. Maybe they've played around with a little demo area or something like that and gone through some of the training there. Um, and then just making sure all the risks, you've figured out what all the risks are and mitigating those risks, uh, making sure that um, that you're not, you're going to have as least amount of an impact on your client work or your, you know, whatever work you're doing that has the least amount of impact. And you have contingencies um, and the ability to revert because that's going to be part of this too. I don't think I mentioned that, but I tell you, I, I think I kind of glossed over it a little bit, but if we move over to ClickUp and we see a problem that is not solvable and it's going to just break us, uh, you have to have the ability to go back to Trello. So there will be a couple weeks, probably at least we'll have both just in case we have to go back there. Um, and, and it's doable. So, uh, so there's that. And then kind of measuring your success. And once it gets going at for those few weeks, for those first few months, make sure that everything you imagine it could be, it is. And maybe this is a new chapter for us and we're going to be able to do so much more. Um, I, you know, along with the project management, if I'm able to bring in our documentation in there uh, seamlessly, and now there I might actually have to throw a body at that to help me move all that over because I don't know how Confluence would. They have a good import for Trello. I don't think they have that for Confluence, but um, but we figure that out. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and let's go from there. But I think you can't be afraid of change, but at the same time, you know, as your business scales up, as your agency scales, you know, grows like it has for us our team's grown um you gotta just be more careful you can't uh you can't just make uh sudden decisions without it having an impact on everything from your team and uh you know you gotta think about the morale and the happiness of your team too you can't make because i could make the wrong decision i could be making the wrong decision and one person speaks up and says matt have you thought about this and um you know this is a you know, I'm part of a team. I I lead it. I'm part of that kind of executive C-suite kind of situation. <laughs> the founder of this agency. Um, I'm also the project manager, one of them. I'm also a developer sometimes and all that other stuff. Design sometimes. I do a lot of stuff, but uh, but it's but it is a team. It's it's something I want to bring in. So should be interesting. I tell you what, uh, I may have a part two to this one. Uh, so if, uh, if this, if I end up doing this and we'll probably make the decision probably within the week, I, that is one thing we will do. Um, when I want to do something like this, that's, and I, I feel it's that important right now, just because we've got a lot going on. We just, when we added our, our QA guy, QA analyst, it kind of even made this more important because there's a lot more bugs that have been identified. <laughs> so there's a lot, even more going on there, right? Uh, so I have to really make this decision now rather than later, but I'll make that decision. And if I do, um, and even if I don't, maybe I'll, I'll update you regardless in some fashion, uh, but uh, maybe one of my shorter videos, maybe my agency lessons, uh, but I will, I will let you know and I'll take you through that process and how it went. And uh, maybe we'll have some lessons we can share. <laughs> 
in that process. All right, I hope you found this interesting and, um, you know, hopefully it makes sense uh, and uh, wish me luck. Bye. <laughs> That's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, please subscribe if you haven't already and give us a thumbs up if we deserve it. If you want to comment on this episode's page, provide me with requests on topics for future episodes, or inquire about being a guest, please find your way to thebuilders.fm. You can contact me there or add a comment under these show notes. Now a word from our sponsor, my agency, Unified Web Design. We build custom websites, features, we maintain websites, we work with agencies to fulfill their web design and development needs, and more. If you're interested in our services or are looking for an agency to work with as a partner to build awesome sites for your clients, feel free to reach out to me at unifiedwebdesign.com. There's a handy contact me link at the top. Fill out that form and it will open a ticket and that ticket will find its way to me. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time.